Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of my podcast series that hopefully you know the name of by now, and if you don't, it's What Do I Know? I'm Only a Child. My name is Sonia Ivashenko, and I will be your semi-loving host for today and for this episode. And actually, a little plot twist, I have a guest on with me, um, as well as a pretty close friend of mine. His name is Carson DeMoss. He's one of the Kennesaw State basketball managers, so he does a lot of uh, technical things with uh, with film, with uh, the practices that go on uh, for the Kennesaw State basketball teams. Um, and he's also at like every single game so if you're ever there you can you can go ahead and say hello to him he's up at the stands so uh i asked him to come on here at one point um because i think we could have a really good conversation uh talk about our our interests because our interests are pretty similar actually we kind of are going into the same field of study and uh, have kind of the same goals you know after college and all of that so um it's very interesting conversation um i had a great time talking to him we talked a lot about our high school experiences as well and how we were raised and just how we feel about certain things that go on in society so it's it's a very interesting conversation and as usual if you guys could share this podcast with your with your friends with your neighbors with your grandma with your grandpa whoever you need to uh feel free to do so that would be greatly appreciated by me and uh and also, if you ever need anybody to talk to, I'm here. If you ever want somebody to talk with, I'm also here too. And you could also join me on this podcast series if you'd like. I'm all ears um, and I am willing to talk to anybody about literally anything. So uh, if you'd like to join me, let me know in the future. Text me, reach out, whatever you got to do. So anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. What about what you're doing now? Like, do you enjoy? Like, what's what's your favorite part about it? I think my favorite part about it is the people. Yeah. We have one of the greatest staffs within the ASUN for sure. And right. I can't, I can't really speak for the whole NCAA, sure. but we're, everyone, everyone I work with is just such great people. Our coaching staff is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all great people. Our managers are all super fun to hang out with. I mean, you got to the we. we we had uh, a PlayStation within our, within in the locker room last year, and just before, like, because we'd be in the locker room three, four hours before a game, and we'd just be playing Madden, cracking jokes, and it was just so much fun. Yeah. It was a great year, even though we did not have a great record, and the players are great, and yeah, they all, they all seem pretty cool because I'm starting to get in contact yeah. with them a little bit, um, you know, because I send, I send them, like, if I take photos or something like that, I'll send it to them, and they all seem really cool. Um, and I think they'll all be around for a little while because they have a lot of freshmen, so I think we'll get to know them yeah, a little bit more. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, You know, you're doing stuff that's similar now to what you were doing in high school. What kind of, what got you interested in it in the first place? Um, well, I, my family's always worked in sports in some capacity with, um, my dad owned a running store within Atlanta, in the Atlanta area. And then my, uh, Almost everyone on my mom's side of the family has worked in the NBA in some form of capacity. Okay. It's about the seventies, so I, I've grown up around sports, and I've always enjoyed enjoyed it. And everyone in my family went the coaching staff route, and I've always been more interested in the media route. And I've always enjoyed working with cameras and filming and doing a production. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's fun because yeah. I mean, if you have the ability to like capture the moment. And then create something that accurately represents what happens. Like that's the coolest part about it is that you have to figure out what exactly can you do to make sure that this game 
is represented the way it actually was you know for people that were there I think that's my favorite part of everything is like yeah you can you can record raw footage all you want but what can you do with it afterwards you just record the highlights then yeah like if if you literally just record and post like let's say we make five threes in the game, but we get beat by 40. If you just post those five threes, it's not an accurate depiction of mm-hmm. what yeah. happened. So, yeah, yeah. Like, adding the little lens flares and the like, <laughs> yeah. smooth transitions between, like, a dunk and, like... I've seen, I've seen shots where, like, a player will dunk and then the ball will hit the floor and then it bounce, and then, like, they cut immediately to, like, a bounce pass three. Yeah. I want to I wanna try that. I want to see if I can... Stuff like that. Yeah, I want to see if I can time something like that, right? Because I tried to do that with volleyball and it didn't work out for me. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, what's your what's your end goal? Like, what's your dream job? A year ago, I could have told you that, and I would have said director. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm at the point where, I, I guess college is a place where you really find out what you want to do. And well, that's the, that's the goal, people, yeah. <laughs> most, yeah, most people don't, I feel like a lot of people don't enter college knowing exactly what they want to do. And I entered college thinking I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I still, I, I don't know, I'd still like to be in TV production in some sort of way. Okay. I, I, I enjoy working in sports, so it's definitely switched up yeah it's kind of hard I, I can understand that because I kind of bounce back and forth between wanting to work in the news industry and you know doing stuff in the control room and everything like that and I'm like yeah I can't do that because my anxiety will be like at an all-time high the entire time I just couldn't do that yeah, I can't do live stuff Mm-mm, yeah just, I wouldn't want to do it I, I was in I was in broadcast four years at, uh, three years in high school and that stuff just yeah, uh-uh. Uh, I can't do it. When they, we would switch jobs, and I was like, I would always try to find a job where I couldn't mess stuff up on the fly with my anxiety. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, you're the anchor. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I have to be in meetings? Yeah. I'm not messing up my lines? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the whole school's watching? Yeah, that's fine. No pressure there. Um, wh- uh, What exactly do you do up, up in the... Where are you? Up in the stands, I guess. Yeah, so what, um, what I do, and Will, Will's job has moved a little bit because he got upgraded, he got upgraded to Tier 1. He's just a big shot now. Uh-oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he's on the court now. Um, it's where he likes to be. I, I, I just know that. But, yeah. Um, so what we do is, so last year we just we literally just filmed the game. We didn't have any complex software. We got um, some new software this year that allows us to uh, code every single shot, miss shot, or miss two, made two, made three, miss three, mm-hmm. um, made two with foul, made or miss, um, steals, blocks, assists. And so what we have is we have the live feed, and then we have a feed that's about five seconds behind. And I'm going off the five seconds behind because whoever's on camera is, is calling out stuff that happens live so that I'm ready to, I'm ready to get it in as it goes because I could just go through and when I see a shot go in I pause it make sure I get it um, exactly when the ball is hitting in the net and code it but when we do live we have the live call outs it makes it easier and everything can flow better okay so you're just you're just tagging the footage on the fly basically mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. gotcha that's that's smart yeah I'm glad they got that for you yeah it's uh, 
paid dividends with our practices already because we're able to just pull up yeah. stuff on the fly instead of what do you what do you do with what do you do with the practice footage um i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure what we do with it because we have we do a lot more film stuff during preseason as mm-hmm. opposed to during the actual season because during the actual season we're running more off of um game film yeah but during during preseason uh we would have guys come in like before practices we have guys sit down and our coach would go over, like, okay, you, like, on our five-on-five, like, scrimmages and stuff. Okay. Like, okay, you took a step here, and, like, you were out of position, and that made it so a, def- a defender was easily able to shake up to you and defend you, and if you were in the right position, you would have an open three. Gotcha. Are you doing anything, um, like, outside of school that's kind of helping you figure out a direction for yourself, or are you doing just this right now? Um, during, well, not, not this year. This year's been crazy, but, uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I guess, guess kind of. So, um, I'm in a supporter group called Resurgence. Uh-huh. On United. Um, and we're, uh, classified as a, uh, 501c3 nonprofit. I may have messed that up. But, uh, uh we're, we're a nonprofit organization, and so... I got put on the board uh, for a community service, or, or I got put on leadership for a community service this year. And once COVID hit, we were like, okay, how are we going to do this? So we decided to integrate uh, soccer and donations, and we uh, I helped organize a 24-hour uh, Twitch stream where we played video games and took donations, and we raised, uh, I think over the course of like two months, we raised maybe $1,000 for a specific for various charities mm-hmm. so that that's kind of the production side of everything that yeah. I enjoyed okay but, um, yeah just this area in general I feel like this is like the best spot to do any of it to do anything production wise cause I mean so yeah you know Atlanta's booming in the yep. surrounding area like, yep. it's like from Kennesaw all the way down to uh, where they have Inwood Studios and it's all like yeah Disney and Marvel have all this stuff. I mean, that, that's like that's like the the new like Hollywood. Yeah. Every, everybody, I always get asked like, "Hey, you know, where do you want to live after college?" I'm like, "There's no point in me moving out of state. I mean, Georgia's not the great." Yeah. Georgia's. I love Atlanta. Yeah, Georgia's not the greatest thing, but like Atlanta, I'm cool with that. Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta. <laughs> Fifty miles in any direction. Yeah. Dicey, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun to be watching stuff because um, for the longest time, this was people in LA be watching movies and tv shows and they recognize something that they see in real life and uh whether that be disguised as something or not like for example um the, the new disney plus show loki a trailer came out for it three days ago and um they show this like shot of what like what looks like the interior of a futuristic building and i'm like oh my gosh that's the marriott Mar- marriott marquee downtown <laughs> yeah and i'm like that's so cool i used to live in douglasville i don't know where you if you know where that is it's about mm-hmm. they use a lot of the downtown area to shoot stuff like that i think it was uh, michael keaton maybe was there at one point they were shooting a movie scene or something because there's like an old they shot walking down I think so yeah because they use a lot of the old like uh the police stations like none of this stuff really down there is renovated so it still gives off that kind of 60s 70s vibe that they're looking for yeah it's super cool I mean like um in uh 
in Chambly, Chambly Tucker area, mm-hmm. a lot of those houses were built in the 90s, so they have like a 90s feel to them. Yeah. And so uh, the Black Widow movie was filmed there. There's like cutback scenes where they go back into like the 90s, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like my, my aunt's road was closed off and like, it's like, oh my gosh, Scarlett Johansson is like 10 feet away. From <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever think about like, shooting a short film or anything like that it's like one, one of my friends I'm, one of my friends and i are I'm about to are about to do that and we're you know we're working on the script and working on like what we want to do so i was curious because you seem like the type of person that would go out and do something like that i've shot a couple um i made one i made two sophomore year of high, uh, high school one which got entered in the Cobb film festival mm-hmm. and uh the Cobb student film festival and uh we were we were really, really pissed because we were we were given some instructions that the rest of the groups were not given. Uh huh. So we were yeah whatever. We enjoyed making it. Um, right, it's fine. Another, <laughs> one, another one. Um, I came up with the idea for this kind of action like almost basically like a like an elite uh, military unit movie. Um, and we filmed that. It was going it turned out came out to be an hour thirty long. Jesus. Um, and it, was, it, it was really, it, it was good. Like, like, like I've made films and I'm like, oh, that's just, like I enjoyed making that, but this is just not good. <laughs> it was good. And then um, the only hard one we had it on corrupted and we were just like, oh my God. Oh, good. Like, it, it took us like three months to film. Because mm-hmm. a couple of friends are in like those in those films. They, uh, at least in, in high school, they were in, like, Milsims, where they had, like, airsoft guns and, like, military tactical gear. So we were fully out, outfitted for this stuff. Like, yep. we were wearing, like, combat gear and filming in, like, a swampy area around um, mm-hmm. Chattahoochee River. <laughs> and I'm like, and so we were, it was, like, December, we're getting wet, and then we just, all for nothing, it got corrupted. Yep. <laughs> God. I couldn't imagine that. Like, I mean, yeah. just even just an hour and a half like of what was it about that it stretched to an hour and a half uh the 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 short version of it is uh there's like some i'm trying to remember it's been it's been four years wow okay that just hit me (laughs) yeah we're 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 old we have to accept it now oh my god (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um essentially there's like i don't remember what we were calling it but um, there's like an elite unit of soldiers, essentially. And um, it starts out, I, oh gosh, I think one of them got captured or killed or something. Um, oh man, it, 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 it's a, it was a basic plot for like a military movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If you've seen Black Hawk Down, you've, you've seen this. Like it wasn't, it wasn't super original or like, it took from a lot of things, but we were like, we made this, and it's cool. And because I don't remember, I don't remember the story, but I just I remember shots. I, I remember, I remember the first shot was um, I was on the gr- no, someone else was on the ground, um, and we're all outfitted in you know full combat gear, and so the camera starts with a super close zoom in of his face, and then it. And he's screaming, and it pans out, and me and someone else are dragging him away, like he like he just got shot or something, mm-hmm. in like in the in the middle of the woods. And so in that 
that was one of the coolest shots I've seen. Um, I don't know if you know T.C. Brewster. He does a lot of um, sports shooting for uh, um, Oklahoma State, and he's done a number of uh, national championships. Right. Um, but he, he's a good friend of mine from high school, and he, he got that shot, and I just, <laughs> oh, I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. What did you guys use for your equipment and editing? Like, did you guys have high high tech stuff or access um, to it? TC had a really nice. So here, the, the worst part of the movie was the fact that we filmed it. We filmed the majority of it over Christmas break, um, or winter break, and um, people people were coming in and out, right? You know, going on vacation. Yeah. This was this was way before we thought anything there could be such thing as a pandemic. People were just going as they please. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Remember. Th- yeah. Remember that time. Remember those times. And um, so we went from having this like two thousand dollar camera that PC had, uh-huh. like made for shooting movies, <laughs> to like this seventy dollar point and shoot, and we were like, oh god, this is it's going to be so evident which one shot on which. Right. And it wasn't as clear as we thought it'd be, but it was still pretty obvious. Like, yeah. From shot to shot. So, and then the editing software, I don't remember what the editing software was. We, we had a, I've never amazing at special effects and like really unique edits. Mm-hmm. And so we had a, I had a friend of mine who was really good at that stuff and he was, he was acting in it too. And so I was like, Hey, you want to like do that? And <laughs> yeah. So we, we had to put shooting on pause for a while because one of our actors, who had a beard shaved it and I was like no <laughs> oh good yeah yeah <laughs> now, now we can't finish this <laughs> we, we had to wait for him to regrow his beard <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, okay. Wow. There's a lot of toxicity going around there still to this day. Um, Because where I grew up is a generally generally white, like, some of the neighborhoods that feed in the wall were pretty rich. There's a lot of of, of racism. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) in junior year, I I have really bad ADHD. And... um, I, I, stopped, I stopped taking my pill because it was making me depressed during the year, and so I failed out of all four classes I was taking uh-huh. at Walton, except for like PE, because, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and so I was like, all right, I don't, I'm not going to college. Uh, if I am going to college, I'm going to be like a year and a half back than what I would be. Um, so I went to a, a small place in Spare Oaks, Georgia, Bill Cobb County. Mm-hmm. Called, it was called the Performance Learning Center, and it was um, it, it was online but in person. So all the, all of your like quizzes and stuff were online. Yeah, yeah. My my high my high school my high school had that too. That they had that opportunity mm-hmm. for people. So 
and it had maybe maybe 50 kids mm-hmm. it, no yeah it was like 50 and it was all people who had food problems um, mental health issues kids just people who like had no other option it's a rough family a rough home environment and then you slotted me in there and I just had ADHD and just wanted to get my work done and it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things because um, where I grew up is pretty pretty sheltered and then all of a sudden to the school I'm like oh okay there's people and coke in the bathroom whatever oh sure we love that yeah it. you get used to it which is weird yep but if it wasn't for that well, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now because I was given the opportunity to do a lot of cool things with um, Cobb County has a when the Braves moved to Cobb County, they started a Braves Leadership Institute for students from all Cobb County schools, and we got, I was a part of the inaugural group from my school to go into that, and I would not have, that would not have happened at Walton, because I'm just, I was just so under the radar. Yep. So, that wouldn't have happened, I probably wouldn't have gotten into Kennesaw State. Yeah, so, but, um, how long were you at Walton? Did you say two years? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, so uh, while, like, during those two and a half years, were you involved, like, with anything, clubs, or were you just chilling, hanging out? I, tr- I tried uh, to start a Hawks fan club. Uh-huh. And it, it did not... It, it, I chose potentially the worst point in time to start it, which was the start of our decline. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the year I started it, we just sucked. And then I also, I got, I got bullied for it. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah, because pe- people are so people are so wonderful. We love that. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm putting myself out there, and you're calling me. That's cool. Whatever. Oh yeah, but, uh, that happens all the time. Yeah. It's like it, I think I was yeah. I was talking to another friend of mine. I had him on here a little while ago, and he was like we both ran into this issue where it's, you know, if you're a hardworking person and you put yourself out there and uh, whether that's on social media or just, you know, in person at the school, you're going to get made fun of working hard. Like, you know, it's like passive aggressive mannerism and it's really, really weird. I I have no idea where that comes from and why that's even a thing. It's the weirdest thing for me. It can also be, can also just be putting like, like clearly wearing what you're passionate about on your sleeve. Like, yeah. Yeah, like that, that. That was that was more what it was for me, because um, I was just I was just kind of did it, high school was a rough time for me because I I, just, I definitely had the mindset of like there's a pop, there's popularity and like those people are popular and so they are cooler and they like they I don't know they fit in best and I don't. Yeah. And then once I got to college, I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> exactly. God, me and you are the same person. Because yeah. going uh, going into high school, you know, when you're like 14 or 15, 16, it's literally the worst age to be alive for anybody. Terrible. Yeah. So going Terrible. going into high school, I always looked for that desired reputation, you know, that I never had. Because, um, you know, you start, you start to get to that age when you start to realize that popularity is a thing. And you need to start yeah. car- caring about what you look like to other people, like whether that's physically or the way you portray yourself or whatever. So, you yeah. know, that's that's what your life is consumed by. And I tell my friends this all the time. I feel like we're all required to have a reality check like every two years. Like something something oh, me- sure. something metaphorically needs to like slap us upside the head and say, hey, <laughs> sit down for a second. 
and think about what's happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Oh yeah, because I mean, this is a time where uh, you know mental health is a decline. Of course, we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your mental health is already declining if you're a teenager as it is. Um, so yep. adding adding this whole thing on top of it is is not making it any better. And it's more of like who's willing to check up on you every day? Who's willing to say like? Hey, do we need to do a Zoom call? Like, are you okay? Do we need to stay up till three in the morning and talk? Like, you know, it's because I'm one of those people. Like, I didn't realize how social of a person I was until you took away all this. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not antisocial, but then at the same time, I am. I'm pretty, pretty laid back when I meet people. I'm not, I'm not. You're not like me. I feel like. Yeah. I describe myself as an extroverted introvert. Pretty so, much, yeah. That's about like, the best way to describe it. Put me around people I'm comfortable with. I can exactly go for hours, but like, yep. if I'm with people that I don't totally know, I have to be on to an extent. Like I'm, I'm like working to be social. Oh, I yeah. Be social for as long. I have to go like recharge and like. <laughs> for a while. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying about the whole popularity reputation thing, like you know, even though I'm not on campus very often, you know, I still see that. People can really do whatever they want, and nobody's gonna care. Oh yeah. You know, you're yeah, you're confined to a space, like to a campus, just like you were in high school, but people just don't care. And I don't know what fl- like switch is flipped when you graduate high school that just that just gets rid of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, like, like you go from. You go from people worrying about what others think of them to just being openly like that and not just not caring. Mm-hmm. It's just it's jarring, and it's like, but but yet it seems to happen to everyone. Yep. So and like you know, like it happened to me, and I can't put I can't put my finger on why. Yeah. I mean, it, I I don't know how to explain it because, you know. I went into high school, um, even though I played a sport that nobody cares about. I was still successful in that sport so I'm like yeah yeah so I'm like okay good I'm gonna become popular because I'm gonna be this like athlete star like nobody cares I don't play football so who cares yeah and most of those people end up realizing by the time they get to college they don't really have people who are there for them Mm -hmm. at least in my experience yeah and that that in itself is sad because then you have a fleeting four years in high school, and then after that, you're thrown into the world of yeah, exactly. With with, with I feel like when you're when you fly below the radar and you're not like quote unquote the popular kids in high school, you develop certain certain skills to get to know people. And when people are just coming up to you and want to be friends with you, then you don't have to develop those skills as much. Yeah, I'm assuming you have a small circle of friends, right? It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe like three or four people that you're super close with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in the same boat and literally it took me, I talk about this all the time because it took me until my second semester of my junior year in high school to actually develop like a strong core of friends. Yeah. That, that happened for me in uh, like summer of 
Uh-huh. Um, I'm in a unique circumstance, I think, where my close friends are 10 years older than I am. Hey, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever works. <laughs> and cause, because through resurgence, all, most of the people in resurgence are millennials, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, that age group, 25 to 30. Yeah. 35. And then you could throw me in there. I was 17 when I joined, and I was just like, and I, I didn't do much the first year I was there, and then last time I just threw myself into it. Yeah. Um, and I made a group of friends that I'm just like super close with, and people are like, "Wait, your friend is 10 years older than you?" Yeah, I don't care. You know, you you can do you can do whatever you want. You can say you're as independent as you want, but you know, you always want a want a strong core to fall back onto. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really cool, but I'm hoping everything goes back to normal. Um, just or semi-normal, like who knows what normal means anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a minute. Um, but because uh, I think now that the vaccine has been approved, if you get it, you know, like the vaccine itself, you know, I I think people are you know gonna go out and about, and it's just gonna be another surge like it is right now because it's at, at its peak basically at yeah. this point. Even, pe- even people who aren't getting it are like, oh, well, other people are getting it. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to see that surge. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I mean, and it, it's just weird how, because a lot of us have a very, um, our, our news is very American-centric, so we just see what's happening in America. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the case with most countries, because, you know, you worry about what's happening where you are. But, like, it's, I've been looking at stuff from other countries. I'm like, okay, thank God, there's anti-maskers there too. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> England has a bunch of people who are like, there's the five G is turning us coronavirus. Like, yeah, oh, thank God they have they have they it have it too. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have and, I had a guy that I well I met on a cruise at one point, and he lives in Australia, and we he just he randomly texted our cruise group chat this is like three years ago by the way and he randomly texted our group chat um you know during during the election you know those those whatever five days felt like about 500 years but you know yeah um but yeah he texted the group chat and he said yeah we haven't worn masks since july because 90 yeah 90 he said 90 percent of australia um was like like actually went by the the mask mandate that they set out and i'm like wow imagine imagine we all went locked down for like two weeks i went on lockdown for like two months yeah it it was like it was like a solid two weeks and everyone like we're doing this and then people were like we need a haircut (laughs) yeah we need to go bowling for some reason exactly yeah like when we were 
going to stop like doing this stuff together. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit, and I'm like, we're doing this again. And I'm like, savor every moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, and then it's, it seems everything started to reopen. It poofed away. But I was like, all right, I at least got to like. I think a lot of people don't get closure on stuff like that. But even stupid things like you with your friends. Yeah. No. No. no I understand. Like, yeah. Most, most people just kind of like poof away, or just kind of fades away over time, and mm-hmm. don't recognize it. Yeah. You have a chance to recognize it, and then just like hold on to this. Yeah. You know, like you can. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. My friend, yeah, my friends and I always talk about that. Um, we we have a lot of sappy moments and sappy conversations at at random times. Like we don't even mean to have them, and we talk about stuff like that um, all the time because you know all of us we kind of want to go in different directions, and uh, we don't really know where that's where that's going to lead us. So you know we we try to really savor those moments that we have now, even if it is like a, like a 3 a.m. Zoom call or something. Yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, what if, what if somebody moves to, to London to, to film or to become a director or yep. something? Like, you know, uh, like, what am I going to do? So, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's crazy because it, it goes back to the whole reputation thing. Like, if you're consumed by all of that, you're not actually taking the time to think about your development as a person and what that entails and you know what you actually need to savor there's a crossover between people who, who think high school is the best time of their lives and people who voted a certain way this year i'm not going to go too in depth but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that looking back at when you get great again like, <laughs> like high school yeah it's it's a weird time that i i just it, Especially here, like, in America, you know, because, yeah, okay, I was raised here, but I still see a different culture in my house, you know, every single day, just because of when my parents, when and where my parents were raised. So, they really... They they were raised in Russia, correct? Yes and no. Like, I live, because, okay, I live with my mom, and I live with my stepdad, but he's my dad. Like, that's, that's just, that's, yeah, that's just, that's the end of that, but... um, and uh, it's it's not a touchy subject it's just it's a, always people ask me that question and i never know how to answer it i'm like without going into my entire life story so yeah. <laughs> but um yeah like my mom you know raised in russia lived there for 25 years and you know she was never exposed to the stuff that i was exposed to you know the first thing that comes to mind with with me is like homecoming it's like people people make that you know the biggest freaking thing in high school and my mom was like what is that like I was never consumed by all the stuff that people are consumed by you know especially especially here like in America it's just it's 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 such a, it's it's a twilight zone like truly compared to the rest yeah, of the world we, live in, we, live in our own bubble. we do yeah yeah so um I'm kind of lucky that I wasn't consumed by it in the first place but then again like I wanted to be consumed by it but it's just not in my nature to be involved with stuff yeah. like that because I wasn't right. Ra- because I wasn't raised with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was. I would say my mom is definitely more the like, typical '80s like high schooler, whereas my dad is probably closer to me. How, uh, like in high school, how was your how was your family environment? It was good. Okay. Um, I, or even now, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was thankful enough to. When I was younger, I, I don't think I realized how often 
kids our age go through divorces Mm -hmm. or just not even being like not having a parent there to begin with and uh, I'm thankful to as as the older I get the more thankful I get about the fact that I was raised in a stable two-parent household and so with all the problems going on in my life I never had to I never had to really worry about home yeah which is something I know a lot of people can't say yep and so it's just like because like regardless of what was going on at school I could come home and have a moment of peace and for people they go to school and they don't at at least you at least you were willing to recognize that that realization came when I went to um my second high school because there were many people there who did not have a stable home life Mm -hmm. I I knew someone who hid her pregnancy from her mom until she went to the hospital to give, give birth. Good, yep. And I was like, how? I don't, I mean, kudos, kudos to her. That's, who? Like, like, that's impressive. It like, is, yeah. <laughs> whether whether your life is in a in a good or bad spot, I think everybody is required a reality check every few years. Definitely. Just, just, a, just a little slap upside the head. Just like, think about what you're doing, you know. People who don't get reality check are, like, it's clear that they have gotten that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you need it, especially when you're younger. It's it's better. Yeah. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, I sure did, as usual. So um, really just a basic message at the end of that one, and that's just that uh, make sure you surround yourself with the right people, the right people that are actually willing to kind of back you up, really, whenever. There's just that group of people that's willing to back you up about 24-7. Um, and I think it's really important to, to finally establish that group of people and, and make sure that you put forth the effort to find those people, um, as you could tell. Uh, th- that's pretty important based off of both of our stories. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm looking forward to having more guests on in the near future. Looking forward to talk about people's stories and share their personal stories on here just so that everybody doesn't feel alone during this crazy time that we're living in. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode, and I hope you guys have a great Christmas, happy holidays, happy new year. Hopefully I can have another episode out uh, before the new year, and uh, if I don't, I'll make sure that I wish you guys a safe and happy rest of your holiday.